Well, welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Abbey. What's going on? Too much, per usual. We're doing good, though. We got uh, a massive backlog to hammer through right before the first baby of Buffalo Happy Hour arrives. Hell yeah. First of uh, first of a couple, I I assume. I would I would say four. Four total? I would say yeah. four babies will be a part of the Buffalo Happy Hour crew. Over the course of how long? Like, are you guys going to try right after this one? Like, is it going to be back, back to back, baby? Back to back, no. But no. we want our kids to be within three years. I gotcha. Same? So probably within five years. Yeah, five years we'll have four. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, five to six years, depending on the math and how it all works, you know? <laughs> but uh, quick shout-out to the sponsors. Addies, thank you so much for your logo. Queen City Creative Works, Etsy Shop on Roids, Married Couple. Locally, they do make uh, slate coasters. So if you're in the market for slate coasters with uh, nice little cushions on the bottom, not to scratch the wood, feel free to go to queencitycreativeworks.com. Check out their website, scroll down to the Shop Now button, and then you can support us and them all at the same time by placing a small order for bottle openers, water bottles, and slate coasters. So Addies and Queen City Creative Works, thank you so much for being uh, sponsors slash partners of the show. Always, always. Oh, yeah. So Derek, you asked me a question last week about if you can go back in time to one part of your life, knowing what you know now, and then continue from that point, what point would it be? What's your answer? Yeah. So I was thinking about this because we talked at the end of last week's episode. If you haven't watched last week's episode around the near-death experiences and what kind of happened from the time that you basically let go to the time that if it is a near-death experience, you're forced back into Earth, unfortunately, and you have to re-continue your terrible life because that's what it all is here, or you end up passing away. That's a discussion that we had last week. So if you are interested, go check that out. But today I posed a question to Mike. Basically, we don't have any regrets. You and I have talked about this multiple times. No regrets, baby. <laughs> We've talked about this a bunch of times before because there's no, there's nothing that you can do to where you would feel regret about something in your life, right? Like you can't go back and change it. So why would you even regret it? Like that's the whole premise of today. So taking regrets out and just saying, if I had a time machine and I could go back, to a specific time in my life, you, you can't say like 1920 because you weren't alive then. But within the past 30 years of your life, when would you, Mike Kelly, go back to? What's your answer? I honestly said when I was talking to my friend today, I said sixth grade. Because I feel like in sixth grade was a time in my life where I was still. I was obviously still young, but I wasn't too young to not comprehend a lot of what was happening. It was just the start of middle school. My biggest things in life that I wish that I could do over, not regret, but wish I could do over, was be more involved in school and social life and not focus too much on work and providing for my family. Like That's what I've always thought of as something that I not wasted, but spent a lot of, of my energy focusing on. And going back to sixth grade where I could focus on school and focus on sports, potentially even join football or hockey or golf or do something along the lines of a, a social aspect back then. Because really, I mean, we, we've talked about this too. My social life didn't really start until I was like 17 because – or 
technically I started working when I was 15. So really 15, 16 is when my social life started. And that was just through work. I didn't have any friends in school because I was working all the time. And that to me is one of the biggest things that if I could go back and do it all over, having all the knowledge that I have now, which I think is an important distinction, because if you were just to go back and start over, then that means that all of the next um, 15, 16, 17 years or whatever is out of your control. But that's, that's what I'm saying is if you have this control now, so you would still be married to Colleen, you would still do all that because you have that knowledge of who she is, where she is at a certain time. That's what I'm saying. So when I would go back to sixth grade, that would be a good time for me to be at a certain time in my life where I can make good decisions and also kind of relive some of the moments that I feel like I missed. Do you, so like when I, when I ask you about that and I can tell that your gears are turning right now. So is there a time in your life where you feel like, again, not that you regretted, but that you missed out? And that you would love to go back and basically relive those years because you feel like you didn't get the most out of those years that you could. God. It's a tough question. You know what's? I mean, you know what's really sad. There was so much. Mm, there was so much that happened from. Also, too, a little stipulation while you continue thinking of that. You can't go back and save someone's life. No, no, no. Okay. I just there, was, like, yeah. there was so much that happened from 2006 to 2010. And I don't, I don't want to go back and change any of that because it, it forged. It didn't formulate who I am, but it forged who I am. And that's a very important distinction. I kind of... I kind of split it into two different time frames that I can, like, I would be okay with either or. The first would be 2009, where I'm 16, right? So 2008, 2009, I'm 16 years old. Yeah. I, I move out of my mom's house, move into my buddy's house. I finish high school, and I'm essentially on my own. I didn't have like a lot of uh, financial parental support, nothing like that. Like it was, it was just whatever savings account I had. And then I'm just making do. I would have changed my mailing address because if I changed my mailing address, I would have gotten my letters for football and my offers. And I never did that because I didn't even think that that was a thing. And I never got my college football offers. And if I did, it would have changed the trajectory of my entire life. Because if I played college football, even at a D3 level, I already know that, like what I know now, which is part of this, I know where my offers came from. Buff State, Allegheny Field. I would have went to Allegheny. And I would have played football as a linebacker at Allegheny. I know that. Are they, they D3? Yeah, yeah. They're all D3 offers. And I think the reason why I would have accepted the D3 offer at that time, 2009, 2010, was strictly pride and ego of knowing I was good enough to play college football, which for me was a goal 
from middle school where I never thought that I would continue playing football after two years. I just didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I was there for friends that asked me to play, and then all of a sudden football took over my whole life. The other side of that I would be just as happy with is later. So I don't change my mailing address, and now it's 2010, 2011. And I would say the summer of 2011, because September 2011 is when I enlisted. So I would say August. No, I would. Yeah. August 2011, I would restart and go back to that time and then live live from there. Because in August 2011, knowing what I know now. It would have changed my entire military career. And I'm now living how I lived, right, and and experiencing what I experienced. I would change nothing. But if I'm forced to pick one, there's elements of if I knew what I knew now, I would have excelled at a faster rate and I would have been able to do more within the military that I needed the, the aptitude to do. And it wasn't there then because I wasn't mentally ready to handle that, like the additional workload, the additional stress, anxiety, whatever. And I didn't have enough, like, overall situational awareness to navigate those waters. Now having that, it would have been so much easier. And it's it's that's that's why most operators are old mm-hmm. because they have that maturity to just navigate those waters. Knowing what I know now at that young age, before all the knee problems and back and everything, hip, you name it, it would have, I would have just excelled. I, it's just cause it sure. was there. So, and that would have changed everything. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, and hearing your answer also made me want to ask you a question. Like you said your social life didn't really kick off until you were 17. So like, why do you think our relationship slash friendship because it's a relationship not only contractually businessly now but like in general like why do you think our friendship has survived since we met which was 2011 yeah honestly because i think i don't i i do not have any friends from college or high school at all like iroquois i'll bleed that out but my entire high school middle school like all that stuff I don't have any friends from there. I have acquaintances, but I never resonated with any of them because back in those days in high school and middle school, you would be forming relationships with people that are before any bad habits kick in. When you're in sixth grade, you're most likely not doing drugs. You're not getting arrested. You're not doing all that stuff because you're still so naive. So when you're back then and you create these bonds with people, and this is kind of where I think I'll, I'll get to your point in a second, but like. If you form a relationship, a close relationship with somebody that then in two years when they start getting into high school, start getting into drugs, then you get pulled into that bad crowd, right? Because you're so close with this person and you feel like in order to continue this relationship, you need to continue to do the things that they do so you maintain that friendship. Mm-hmm. With me, since I didn't have that through school, I started resonating with people through work and professional life which creates its own set of, not problems, but limitations, because now you're associating yourself with people that generally are older than you and generally have a similar mindset to where 
it's not about the social life. It's about the work life and the social life that happens with work. So when I met you and when you and I first became friends back in 2011, it was more along the lines of this guy has a similar work mindset than I do and not the social partying mindset. So I think that's why our friendship has continued to grow and stay the same because we had that work social balance where we're more focused on growing our careers, put money into our um, our retirement fund, like building our life for the future rather than living in the moment, which I think is an important distinction there. Um, obviously, there are outliers like Steve, my my best friend Steve down in Ohio. He's He was not in school and he was not in work. He was a community friend that lived next door to my dad. So that was a little bit more of a different um, – Dynamic. Dynamic there where it wasn't necessarily school-related. It wasn't work-related. It was more um, proximity-related, and I guess we just kind of grew together rather than grew – or one of them grew up different than the other. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit easier from that aspect. But th- th- that would probably be why I say we would – our friendship has lasted as long as it has because we've had similar mindsets throughout our life. I agree. That I mean, in ECC, it was like it stood out. Yeah, it was obnoxious how much we actually cared about. Like, okay, I'm here for a degree, mm-hmm. and then Hilbert, it was even more because we weren't. I mean, we made fun of people that dormed at Hilbert, yeah, because they, and not, not the out of state or like the far away people that dormed at Hilbert. That made sense. If you dormed at Hilbert but you lived in Hamburg, we made fun of you. Like it made zero sense yeah. to dorm at Hilbert when it's you live there correct and it's also it's high school it's a small Franciscan private college like it's not UB yeah like if you dorm at UB okay that makes sense but dorming at Hilbert right living in the same town made no sense yeah, at all waking up and praying like I'm not doing that well yeah that and like <laughs> your first class is eight o'clock you could so it's over at what nine thirty, and then you're home at nine thirty four. I just don't. You avoid the yeah. one pothole on the way out and make a right left. You deal with the one red light at Quick Fill, and you're home. Yeah. Stop the nonsense. Like you don't have to dorm. You know what I mean? Like you're good. You live in the Howard development. Yeah. I just don't. I'll never understand that. But um, yeah, I agree. I think a lot of it. What we never wore sweatpants to school. Yeah. Like it was always jeans or something nicer. And we, we got made fun of for that. They're just like, "Why are you so dressed up today? Like you're, it's Excel class." You're like, "Yeah, but it's still college." Right. You got to put your best foot forward. Right. Like dress like where you want to be. Yeah. But to me, I feel like I mean, going back to the whole purpose of the conversation, which I think we might be past fifteen. We definitely are past fifteen. But I still feel like that point in my life, I prolonged that until I was twenty-two, where I had this like crazy social. Like four months where we've talked about it before. It was a rough couple months for me because my, my buddy <sighs> and I hard. Yeah, partied hard. Yeah. But I didn't do that when I was in high school or like anything like that because it was illegal, obviously. <laughs> uh, but the like I never had that type of experience in high school or college because that's just not who my people were. So I think that going back to there, again, knowing what I know now and knowing that I wouldn't make stupid decisions back then that would ruin my future, that would be the time that I would go back where I could experience a little bit of that and have more friends in high school and have a bigger circle to cherry pick the people that I want to continue relationships with now. I think that would be 
pretty important. So now let me follow up this with the question again. Daddy Musk creates that time warp, you know, where you can go back to a certain time. You can say, I want to go back to sixth grade this day. Being where you are now, at what point in your life would you do that? So right now you're 30. So okay. Spider nailed it. So right now you're 30. Would you do it? Okay, so he invents this. And when you go back, what you it, have is to Is this a real life. thing? Is he, invi- is he no. inventing something? No, no, no. Okay, no. you just picked him out of thin air? Yeah, because, I mean, that's the dude that's inventing stuff right Probably. Now. So you go back in time, and you have to continue your life from there until you reach the next mod- time where you want to go back again. At what point is Mike Kelly going back to 2008 or 2009 or 2010, whatever you picked, 2011? You had 2008 and 2011. So at what point in your life are you going back to basically start over? Is it now, before you experience the rest of your life, or is it when you're 75, when you're close to the end of life and you just want to run it back? Oh. Yeah. Good questions, right? Like, I thought hard about this today. Okay. So I think we North Scott for this. I don't know. I think I'm okay. <laughs> I would say my gut tells me deathbed. But I the logical side of me thinks we don't know what condition you're going to be in when you're on your deathbed. Like what what is the actual cause of my death? No clue. Mm-hmm. Whiskey. Right? Like I I don't know. Um so I would say I mean dude even at 65 I'm I'm barely retired. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you if you run the numbers and you forecast realistically if I use the normal retirement age is what 62? Well now it's closer to like 65. Right. So yeah, thanks Biden. So I'm at <laughs> I mean, shit, dude. You're you're looking at like 75, 80 years old before it's it's a real time crunch of when do you run this back? Yeah. I would say 80. So you would run it to the end basically. Yeah, my end. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it at like 40. Jesus. Yeah, Plus I don't know what's going on with that cord. I I wouldn't go at like, all right, at 40 years old, I'm going to run it back. Nah. 40, I mean, dude, in 10 years my daughter's going to be what? Nine? Yeah. I got I to gotta take her on our first date. That's an interesting concept that I didn't think about is because you got a lot of people here that aren't coming back with you. So do you run? So, okay. What do so you mean? In that, what? What do you mean? Who's not running back with me? Your entire life. Because you only got one trip back, baby. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's got to be end of life. Yeah, it's got to be end of life. It's got to be end of life. Yeah, because you got to experience... I mean, we're both going to have two kids. Yeah. We're not stopping until we got two kids. Okay, so let's say, worst case scenario, you weren't with Colleen. You're a single guy right now at 30. Would you run back? <laughs> That's worst case. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I'm, I'm literally, I'm going to get beat for that. I love I'm going to be on the couch for that. It was too easy. <laughs> okay, so what? So if you're a single guy right now, okay. would you run it back now or would you still wait until you're 80? Uh, 
I'm if I'm single right now, I'm waiting because I got to experience that. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time since Dirty Mike and the Recon Boys have been out. Well, let, you know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, let's say you never met Colleen, and now it's going. You're 30 years old. You've been single for eight years. Would you run it back now, or would you still try to play out your life hoping? So, like, you and I right now are, are relatively successful, right? We have a good career. We have a wife. You have a kid on the way. I'm going to have some soon eventually. We're set. But let's say you weren't in this situation, and you weren't necessarily as well off as us. You were still working at Tim Hortons or something. Right. You're making minimum wage. You don't have somebody with you. Would you run it back now, or would you still try to gamble on the rest of your life and say, I'm gonna wait until my death. Yeah, would no, you go I'd, back? I'd run it back because I'm way too motivated. I can't, I can't keep rocking Timmy Hose. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I can't do that. Like medium double doubles have only gone up. Right. The math doesn't make sense anymore. You know, when it was a dollar fifty-two, you could just throw change out the window. Right. You know, I mean, you can't do that now. So I, <sighs> I was heartbroken when that large went from like one ninety-five to two hundred seven. That that ended my life. I was Dude, done. A medium used to be one forty-five. Yeah. Back in the day, you know, I was sad. As soon as I had to find change to pay for coffee because they only had two dollars on me, I was pissed. I'll never forget when a large went two hundred one. When a large yeah. became two hundred one, that was, was that was it. Yeah, that was it. So I would, yeah, I would run it back if I was still working minimum wage. If I didn't have my career now, adverse. If I'm in my current spot but single, I'm not single. I'm just not. Like I can't. Yeah. There's no such thing as a single mic at 30 years old. Like, I've I found somebody. Like, I'm way too obsessed with finding a wife. Like, I've always been. Right. So, I've wanted... No, that's That was a massive element of me in college trying to find somebody that I could just marry. I got dumped because they're like, you're taking this too serious. Like, I'm just trying to have fun. I'm like, I am too, but, like, there's an end goal. And if you're not a part of that... Rock and roll. There were wasting time. Exactly. Yeah. Like, don't. I mean, that was that was one of the first conversations I had, and that's why I switched from dating someone younger than me to dating someone older than me because I was I I was intimidated by someone older than me, and I'm like, it's not going to work out. They're older. They're you know they're just out of my league. Yeah. And then I met my now wife, who's pregnant with my daughter, and it was perfect. It was because I didn't realize. And I don't think I valued my – I didn't value my contribution and value to a relationship to the extent that it should have been. Mm -hmm. And when I met my wife, she acknowledged my value but then also made me realize what I do bring to the table, which is – I mean, you can't beat that. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just – that's where I'm at. I mean, that's a good answer, and, that, and that's kind of what I wanted to discuss today because that – who knows? Could that be something in the future that you can time travel? Did you hear about the Kiev time traveler? Kiev, but continue. Negative. <laughs> Kiev. It's pronounced Kiev. So – No. Slav Ukraine. Uh, it's Kiev if you're Russian descent, but it's Kiev if you're Ukrainian descent, for those not familiar with the territory. Um, and if you're new here, please like, comment, subscribe. All right? We got some we got some time over there in the uke, baby. That good old uke. So there was a time traveler. It's one of – it's it's arguably 
the best documented case of time travel in existence. It's a man who is claiming that he's from the 50s, except it's 2006 Kiev. And he has a camera with him from the 50s with film inside of his camera from it's it's like 52 they asked him where where are you from and there was a doctor that was it was a therapist essentially and he played along to get like information he's like okay got it like it's 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 2006 right okay where are you from he's like i'm from the soviet union here's my id and his photo and his date of birth and his ID were from the Soviet Union, and it matched. Everything matched, and it made complete sense. And he's like, I took a photo of a UFO outside of my balcony, and I'm here, and I don't know why. No clue. He's like, check the film. I took the photo of the UFO. So the doctor in 2006 takes it, and he's like, okay. And he's a photographer himself, obsessed with Cameras, film, etc. The doctor is? Yeah. Yeah. And he looks at the camera and he's like, it's an antique camera. It's from the 50s. And he's like, what What year were you born in? He's like, late 20s. So he gives him his date of birth. Did he look young? He Everything fit. Literally everything fit. They checked his name in the Soviet Union records and they pulled his date of birth. And he, he was at the name, the date of birth of when he was born all fit. And they're like, okay, he's not. So, so far, he hasn't lied. They pull the film out of his camera and they develop it. They find a guy that in 2006 can develop it. It's immaculate film from 56. And it, the film was manufactured in 52. Immaculate film in 2006. So he develops it. And then, sure as shit, there's the balcony and the UFO. In the last photo that the guy took, the other previous photos on that film were of Kiev in the 50s. Mm. And they're like, okay, so who's this? He's like, that's my wife. He's like, I'm I'm literally like, what year is it? And they're like, it's 2006. He's like, I'm from the 50s. He's dressed like it's the 50s, like, and he's wearing the same outfit in 2006 that he was in his photos that his fiance took or girlfriend took, whatever. So they put him in a room, barred the windows, blocked the door. He's in the room, and he vanishes. And no one knows what happened to him at all until his fiance, who's now like 70, says, I just got a postcard from him in 2050. And it shows the skyline, and it's all skyscrapers, like modern really? skyscrapers. And they're like, okay, so... It's the most well-documented story of a time traveler in existence to date. And it's like internet lore. It's like a huge thing. So he's from the 50s, takes a photo of a UFO, lands in 06, vanishes, no one knows how, and then he sends a postcard from 2050 to his woman, and it's an updated photo of him in 2050 older with updated skylines behind him and then the, it essentially proves the theory of Einstein for time travel where a quick trip in the universe is different than Earth's time so it could have been a blink of an eye in universe travel but on Earth it was 40 years 
So or whatever the math is from the fifties to oh six. Yeah. So we talked about James Webb. First of all, this story is insane. Yeah. I'm gonna send you the YouTube link yeah, that documents it. It's dude, it's amazing. Yeah, I wanna I'll, watch that. I'll send it to you right now. It's not long either. So we talked about James Webb Telescope and how it can look back in the universe, basically time travel back because you're now seeing the universe before it was started. This might be a stupid question, but can you go forward? I, I you must be able to. If you can go back, how can you? Yeah, not like go you're forward? looking this way, and then you just turn 180 degrees, <laughs> yeah, and now you're looking right. forward. Right. Like I, I feel like that has to be possible, right? There, it has to be. I'm, gonna, I'm literally pulling up the link now for the video. It's a fantastic video. Um, the most convincing time traveler story. It has 1.5 million views on YouTube. Shout that out seems to the so low. Shout out to the guy named Joe Scott who posted the video. So <clears throat> I'm sending you the link as we speak. It's it was a fascinating video and it's not long. It's only a couple minutes, and you're sitting there and you're just like, seriously, how did you find this? It, I mean, naturally, YouTube just, algorithm. <laughs> yeah, YouTube algorithm just popped up. I'm like, what is wrong with you? It's um. It's 15 minutes. Well, 16. Okay. 16.02. It's amazing. I had a text from Mike Kelly. It's a YouTube link. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> so so you think that time travel is already possible? I Yeah. Because there's a couple other cases. There was a dude in uh, in Times Square that showed up and then vanished out of nowhere. No one knows anything about it. So there's so, a couple cases of time travel that are documented. So Nate Bargatze has a really funny skit about this, and I completely resonate with it. Okay. He goes, right now, if I time-traveled back to 1920, I would be completely useless because somebody would ask me, oh, yeah, you're a time-traveler? Who's the next president? I'd be like, no idea. Oh, in the 20s? Yeah. Do you think that you would excel as a time-traveler? Like, go back before cell phones, and you're going to be like, there's going to think there's going to be a thing that comes out soon that's like going to be a cell phone. You can talk to whoever, and someone's going to ask you, like, how does it work? And you're going to be like, I don't know. If it's around major military dates, then I'll I'll excel. Like Pearl Harbor, D-Day. I can go on and on about like World War II and how things happened and why and like the events leading up to it and like all of that. So I could probably plead a good case if I'm like in that so, space. So do you think that you're knowledgeable enough in that case to – change the outcome of those wars if you went back in time well the problem is they wouldn't they wouldn't like they wouldn't accept it but like so you go back 10 years 20 years before 20 years before that happens and you rise up to the military rank rise up to the ranks Oh, I'm in the military. So I'm not just a military. random time yeah. traveler as a consultant. Yeah. <laughs> Different story. So, so if I'm a consultant, they're going to struggle agreeing and you know implementing. If I'm in the ranks, I can just make key decisions and then sell it, and then it'll be the right decision because I know the outcome. That's two different ball games. Do you really think that you could change World War II? I mean, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude. Like imagine, even going back before Osama bin Laden was killed. Well, that, I was I was thinking of Saddam. Okay. Because the Saddam raid was split in half. I don't know if you know this. So Delta Force had two teams. One team took a um, an actual structured house. The other team took the farm. Saddam was at the farm. And when when Delta Force hit the Saddam Hussein target. Right, because they were just they were crushing. Do you remember the famous the deck of cards? Yeah, 
Yeah. So they were just, they were going down. They're like, Ace of Spades got, Ace of Hearts got, like, Ace of Diamonds got. When Saddam came up, there were two teams. And the one team went to his house and the other team went to his farm. And their intel guy, who was this, you know, basically an insider, he said, very likely he's going to be at the farm. Opposed to his house mm-hmm. because it's kind of more rural. It's outskirts. It's away from things. Like that's where he'll be. They found him on the farm and they pulled out that massive like cork topper with a rope on it. And then there he is, hands up. Right. So, I mean, it was it was fascinating how that actually went out and and developed. And I, I mean, if it's if it's like very far. History now in 2023, if we're talking like World War II to a degree, you know, to a degree, if it's recent history, all day, all day we can make decisions to change the outcomes. But I like, mean, could you imagine what's, what's insane is, you know, for what it is, face value, right? If you listen to Trump while he's president, while 45 is 45, he outlines what will happen while he's in office before losing the reelection. He outlines it. And outside of like rising gas prices and inflation and all this other stuff that's like easy to talk about, the fine the fine details, China's freedom of maneuver, Russia's freedom of maneuver, the world stage is going to look at us as weak. And and what that actually means, because he broke that down, he was he hasn't missed. Yeah. He hasn't missed. And take it for what it is, right? Like I'm not saying he's the greatest president by any stretch, but what I'm saying is he wasn't necessarily wrong either. Right. So there was elements to that where, I mean, dude, if we go back in time, and we got we're in a position of power, and we can we can pull it all aside and be like. No, like, this is real. Like, this is actually going to happen. This is going to directly impact you because that's the only way to pitch it. Right. How does it impact their pockets? That's the only way to make it happen. I mean, look at the Saudis. Imagine if we kept the Keystone Pipeline open. Right. The first thing Biden did was get rid of it. And now the Saudis are trying to eliminate and effectively are eliminating the U.S. dollar from the global stage, which is directly impacting how much we pay for gas. I mean, bro, it was all there. Yeah. All so, we had to do was use our own oil. So what if I dropped you back in, like, 1706? I'm probably going to get AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> no, because right now you're all, you're all vaccinated. You got, you got that COVID, so you ain't getting bit by a bat and dying. Like, you're, you're up to date, but you just take Mike Kelly at 30 years old and you bring him to 1706. Would, would you be able to affect any outcome at all? All I know is that my house would be okay because I know the British are coming. <laughs> you know, I would have those those security measures in place, and I would start going hunting for them redcoats. That's a fact. So the answer to that is no. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us would be okay. <laughs> 1706 is 70 years before it gets hot. I know. That's kind of a boring time frame. 1706 well, the, to 1776? The, the reason that I bring that up is because of Outlander. So Outlander, she I, goes back to 1706 right before the Scottish are now unionized with the British. So that's a really important time. But I'm thinking she goes back. She knows how to make insulin. I don't know how the fuck to make insulin. So I would not be doing well if I went back to 1706. I would be worse off 
back then than I am now. Because people would just think I'm a loser and insane, and I would probably be medicated. <laughs> you guys touched the rocks. Hell yeah. And I went back in time. No, no you didn't. <laughs> How was it just like the most anticlimactic thing ever? Yeah, Gina's like, take a picture of me. I'm like, okay. You're touching Come a rock. On, Sweet. Bro. <laughs> <sighs> well, what do you want us to do? I mean, other than it, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just, I feel like that was, did you get like, okay, I've been in places, I'm not flexing, I, so have you, we have been in locations on earth where, not pretend or anything, where more famous people than us, way more, have stepped foot. And you get kind of weird inside. You get a little queasy. Yeah. You get a little butterflies. You're just like, Dude, yo, my, my boy stood here. Hell yeah. My boy stood here. He touched this. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to touch it. I'm going to see what it does. And you're you're kind of like, you're enticed, you know? Did you, were you just like shook when you were there and you were standing in the same place that the boy was in? Yeah. Gina definitely more than I was. I, it's the starstruck mentality. Yeah. I mean, dude, when we go to a Bills game and we see Matt Milano, we're kind of—I mean, we're drooling, bro. Yeah, it's like I, mean, I would eat can't. the grass that he walked on. Yeah, I—he's not walking on the grass; he's walking <laughs> the carpet. You know what I mean? Like you're—you're you're the greatest thing the Bills ever brought yeah. in. Oh yeah, I mean all the time. Like if if when I was there and it was just like, oh, I went to the exact woolen mill that Mel Gibson was in for the movie. Like that was sick. It's definitely starstruck and to be there and be like, this is the exact moment that this happened. That's pretty cool. But like, I still feel I would be completely useless if I went back in time. So to round out today's episode, because we're talking about time travel, if you were given the opportunity to go back in time, but you were able to come back to the time you are right now, would you do it right now? So what, like, One more time? So like right now, if somebody comes up to you and says, I can bring you back to any time in the period, any time in the world that you want. And you can come back to any time in the, or and you can come back to the present. Would you do it? Yeah. What time would you go back to? You have one time to do this. It's only one. It costs a bajillion yeah. dollars, and you have the money to do it. Yeah. So you can go back in history and see what things were like, and then you can go back to current day Correct. and talk about it. Yeah. Did you think about this already? No. Oh, man, this is on the spot, yeah, huh? this is on the spot. Okay, on the spot. And then I can come back and talk about it. This is a tough question, too. There's, there's so many elements in my brain that are just spinning. There's one side of me that wants to go to, like, historical events and then talk about it. And then the other side of me is, like, conspiracy times and then come back and talk about it. So, like, the first is, um, like, a, like D-Day. And I'm going to survive, so I'm just going to sit there and watch. And, like, I'm going to talk about what it really was like. The problem, though, is that there's, like, some footage of it. So we already know what it was like. The other side of me thinks, what about JFK? What if I'm behind the grassy knoll and I'm watching a second shooter? You know, like, mm -hmm. those times. I mean, that's 
That's huge. Because you can't change the outcome of anything. You're just Correct. there to observe. Correct. So, so like you, you can't go back, go back and say, I'd kill Hitler, because no, you wouldn't. No, no. I wouldn't anyways. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Would you go back? <laughs> That's the easiest joke to make. Yeah, yeah. But, like, signing of the Constitution... I almost want to go back to, like, the first two people to ever have intercourse. Just be like, what is this like? That's Adam and Eve, bro. That dude had a broken rib, and he was going at it. How do they, how, though? How do they know to do that? I kind of want to watch that. That's kind of sick, you know? It's kind of perverted, actually. (laughs) What about, like, I mean, bro, like, any time in history... Anytime it's easy to talk about an election or like a, a military invasion or, you know, the first Panzer division rolling into Poland, you know, like that's easy. We could talk about 9-11. We could talk about massive events. I'm talking like, what are the off the rails things? You know what I mean? Like the first two people to ever figure out what intercourse is. How did that happen? And when did that happen? We don't know when that happened, do we? I don't think there's documented. No. Like... I'm going to Google that. Like, when when do we know the first two people had intercourse? It's Adam and Eve, bro. You talk about religion all the time. It's Adam and Eve. Yeah, but like... That was the first two people. God created both. Someone ate an apple. A snake started talking to them, and then they were like, let's do it. What's the non-religious answer? I don't think there is one, is there? I'm, I'm Googling it. Chimpanzees. That's the non-religious answer is that two chimps just started going at it, and eventually we just shed all the hair. Me less than you, you know? Okay. I found something. Okay. When did the first two people have sex? That's what I Googled. Okay. Our oldest evidence of penetrative intercourse. Oh, Goodness gracious. What does that mean? <laughs> I know. It was sciencefriday.com is the source. Okay. Our oldest evidence of penetrative intercourse is about 385 million years old, and it comes in the form of fossilized remains of the way to aptly named... Microbrachius dicky. So, I don't know. Microbrachius dicky. I know. So, the f- just sounds seductive. Give me some chocolate. I'm all into this, this conversation. It really, it there's really no evidence of it. There has to be drawings from like hieroglyphics back in the day of like. Honestly, parts just going into each other. That that's what it has to be. That's the only way that you can find this. You're not finding a fossilized dick in a rock, you know. Correct. It, it has to be diagrams of this is how to create somebody. I mean, humans evolved as a community with a common gene pool. That's fair. Sure. Right? So chimpanzees. Before Homo sapiens, there were Homo erectus. And before others and others, sex and therefore sex is developed much more earlier in the evolution scene. Yeah, we're talking about dinosaurs reproducting with each other. Yeah, so humans didn't have to discover sex at the end of the day. So you go back and watch dinosaur sex? I, I mean, I guess it's where it stems from because it's evolutionary. Right. So there's really no answer. So I guess it's a. So does that debunk religion, though? Because God says, yo, we got two kids here. Do it. Yeah. Well, God created Adam and Eve, which is like good yeah. and bad. They weren't supposed to eat the apple. They eat the apple. Yeah. And then they bone, and then they create. Yeah. Then Jesus they bone, or something. Probably real hard missionary. <laughs> 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 
But okay, so are you? Why do we have a show? <laughs> I don't know. But your whole point of time travel was to go back and watch the origin of Bonus. Okay. So are you going no, back? That's not my final <laughs> answer. That's not my final answer. I just, I mean, that's it's an idea. Yeah, right. It's an idea. You know, I mean, what? Where would you go, Derek? I, I was so lost in your story. I wasn't thinking about my answer yeah, at exactly. all. So I I'm have gonna, to relax. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put. Why you get a little wound up? I'm oh gonna, yeah, I'm dinosaur put, sex gets me going, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna put you on the spot. There's gotta be one. There's gotta be one. <laughs> Honestly, it would be <laughs> that that year where they're like, it's after death now. We're just renaming the entire. Way that we categorize years. Stop. That that was like three months ago. You got to do better than that. Yeah, it was. When they changed <laughs> two thousand years ago, that would be fascinating, though, to be like, what is this conversation? What about the pyramids? Would you go back and watch oh, the pyramids? That's a good point. Yeah. What about massive buildings that we don't have the answers to? Remember Library those? of Alexandria. Library. Well, they burned that joint down. But, but before like, then, you can read everything that you want in there. You can take a full 24 hours oh. and try to do as much research as Ooh. you possibly can. Ooh, this is making my palms sweat. Do I you like imagine that. what type of information you can come back if you were able? I would forget it all during the time travel, 100%. No and then I would way. try to explain it. You can't that's, take pictures. That's got to be a caveat. You're able to remember everything you read. Otherwise, why are we going back? If you can't remember, why are you going back? Okay, Library of Alexandria, good point. Okay, so that's a good one. Let's pound that. Okay, Library of Alexandria, building of the Great Pyramids. There's also these stone walls that no one knows how they're built, but they're like cut into each other. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like Mayan. How do they do that? Right. So, like, the ancients, I'm talking like ancient civilizations. How do they do all that? Um, what is the exact ingredients for Roman concrete? That's a good one because no one's been able to replicate it, but it still stands today after 2,000 years, and our co- current concrete only lasts like 50. It's trash. Yeah. Same thing Would you with, go back to, like, inventions, like the invention of the telephone yeah, or the in, internet invention, or something like that? Invention of uh, inventions is a great thing because that covers a lot. Then we got to narrow it down because there was also a Navy that used a flamethrower and it burned down a ton of ships. And I'm talking, like, Troy days. No one knows how these... Uh, I, I forgot what um, what civilization it was. You might be able to Google it while I describe it. What ancient civilization had famous naval flamethrowers is the question to ask. Because no one's been able to replicate it. And even today, we don't know how they got their recipe the way they did because water did not extinguish the flames. And no one knows their actual recipe, but it was a famous tool and weapon that they used as a Navy to burn other ships and their aggressors to death. And I don't, I can't remember who it was, but it was like Trojan War time frame. Yeah, the Roman Empire. Yeah, so it was the Romans? So it they was had a, actually a f- the Arab, Arab kingdoms of the East. There you go. Slowly but surely began taking over Christian Mediterranean, having after already conquered areas of North Africa coast, Sicily, and the iconic fortress islands of Rhodes. Their eyes were firmly set on the Byzantine Empire and its near mythical capital of Constantinople. Yeah. So and that's they, when it started. They don't know what their concoction is to burn at that heat, at that uh, rate. Sure. And it, f- water didn't distinguish it. 
So fascinating. It, extinguish it. So I'm fascinated by that. So both of our answer, though, in short, would probably be Library of Alexandria, right? That would at least be my 100% answer. Yeah, because that's going to answer a lot of unknowns. Or it won't. I mean, have you ever thought of that? Is that this could all just be like a farce and none of that information in there? It's just like, oh, yeah, this is how you bone. Like going back to the dinosaurs. Like this is just such irrelevant information. What if the Library of Alexandria is not what we think it is? I mean, you would be wasting your time going back there. Think of it in today's terms. If we were to lose civilization today, what's actual record and what's not? But what if it's all fault? What what if it just isn't what we think it is? What if it's just you have to bang on this stone for 14 hours to make it soft? Yeah, I mean, there's an element of that, but I don't think anybody has really given thought to current civilization um, like record keeping per se. Like if everything, like a nuke goes off, okay? Say there's 50 nukes. And it just goes off within the United States. 50 of them. Is anything that we have able to be, can anything survive that? Can any CD, can any. I got a fireproof safe. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Can any, you know what I mean? Like 50 nuclear bombs go off within the continental United States. We lose everything from a civilization standpoint, because then we're good. We're going to send nukes. Mm -hmm. Everything goes off, right? right? Everything's gone. The Amazon cloud, you know, Microsoft OneDrive, is that going to survive <laughs> nukes for the future civilization? No. Right. So, like, everything and all the advancements that we have today, what can actually sustain if we were to endure what happened to previous civilizations? That's a fascinating concept, too. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Well, let us know in the comments down below, if you had one opportunity to go back to one moment in time, where would you go and why, knowing that you can come back to current time and remember everything and talk about it? Because for Mike and I, it's the Library of Alexandria. Even though there could be some disappointment lying in those books, we would still like to go there and explore it ourselves just to make sure, you know, and then possibly come back as the two most knowledgeable and schizophrenic people in the entire world. So... That is our answer. Let us know what yours is in the comments down below. If you did enjoy today's episode, please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. It definitely helps us. And there's a number of, of you that are not subscribed that watch the episodes. And we would just appreciate the support. And thank you, Michael, for joining us in today's conversation. This has been fun. And uh, What do you mean, thank me? Thank you. I'm a co-host. Because co you've been entertaining. Thank you. Thank. Well, you're welcome. No, you say it. So you're well, welcome. Yeah, yeah, I, I hate feelings, but you're welcome. <laughs> what do you mean you hate feelings? I don't take compliments well. Yeah, I know. That's true. Well, thank you, everybody. And if you are drinking with us today, please remember to like drink, respond, be a good person. And Michael. Do not litter. We're out.